What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And welcome to a fresh new episode of Drafts on Drafts, where Kate and I have a little drinky and talk a little sporty. <laughs> I, That's I how we're doing this today. I know. Sorry. Sometimes it just happens and I can't stop it when it's already happening. Listen, I love having a little drinky and talking a little <laughs> sporty with you and with all of you listening. So I'm not mad about it at all whatsoever, um, especially coming off of the heels of one of the biggest weekends in the NFL in any given year, and that is the NFL draft. So we have a recap today, Michelle, uh, talking about the draft. We're really going to give you the highlights. We're not going into super crazy detail, but if your crazy aunt wants to talk about the draft, you have something to speak on. (laughs) Um, But we're going to talk about the highlights and what we looked out for this year and uh, what else is happening in terms of free agency moves while these folks are getting drafted. So I'm really excited. Yeah, call this your, uh, you know, spring NFL. We're giving you your spring NFL fix. There's nothing to watch. There's not much else to report quite yet, but there is the draft and there have been many moves. So we have to inform you of those things. Yeah, some exciting ones at that. But it would not be an episode about sporty without our drinky, as you say. (laughs) So this is drafts on drafts after all. And so we are having alternatives to a draft, at least I am. Um, I'm having, I I think I'm just going to try all of the June Shine hard kombuchas for a little while. There you go. Um, I've tried a couple, I think last Drafts on Drafts, I had the acai berry flavor. Okay. Uh, This week I'm having the mango daydream, which is like so crushable. They're so good. That sounds lovely. I am dabbling in a local West Hill brew waxing waning, which is their sort of like it's it's dark, but it doesn't taste dark. Mm. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah, dark you know beer, what? not like super, because it's not really dark beer season. But yeah, it's there. Is it like it's a Guinness? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a, li- a little lighter than that. A little lighter than a Guinness. Even though a Guinness is pretty light, but waxing waning, like the moon. Yeah, that's like a really good dark beer to have. Crushable dark beer. Crushable. Crushable, yeah. drink- crushable drinkies. All right. Well, let's crush some drinkies and let's also crush <laughs> this drafty. Um, hey! hey oh, What a segue. <laughs> Cheers, Michelle. Here we go. Let's get into it. Uh, all right. So you know it. I know it. We all know it. But this past weekend was the 88th annual NFL draft. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but this year it was in Kansas City, Missouri, um, and that is also home to the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if you didn't tune in for Travis Kelsey wilding out on that stage and pretty much having his own festival at the grounds that weekend, <laughs> um, definitely a spectacle, I would say. And just aesthetically, I really liked how the draft looked this year. I thought it was like, I thought it was pretty nifty. And whoever produced the show, they had like all these really cool player moments when they walked in. They like, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah, they, like, get their hat, they put it on, they look in this mirror with, like, a big brother-type camera behind it, and it can see them, but they can't see us. I thought it was, like, really slick. So I have to agree with you, and, you know, look, as much as Kate and I are NFL buffs, I would be absolutely lying to all of you if I said I tuned in all three days and watched all the picks, because, honestly, it's boring. But <laughs> it, it just is. So yeah. Kate, Kate and I were kind of laughing while we were watching, you know, the early the early rounds of like, 
can you believe there are this many human beings there, like, standing there and watching? Like, I agree with you. I think the way that they set it up for TV was was awesome, and it was really exciting to watch that first that first round. But, like, I can't believe that many people went and stood there. What, just to watch Roger Goodell come on stage and announce something? Like, pretty much, much. much prefer to do it at home on my couch. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm hoping... And like I said, shout out to those of you who have hit us up who have actually been at the draft, which is like super cool in and of itself. But I would assume that there must be like more fun to be had. That's I'm sure. not just the actual draft. Who I'm knows sure, I'm but sure I'm you're you. right. But yes, it was great totally for, from Made for TV. And uh, I did uh, see a stat that said 54 million fans watched over the course of three days, which is up 12% from last year. So there you go. Exactly what you're saying. Trying to make it a little bit more exciting for people to watch on TV and there because at the end of the day, you're just reading names off a card. Like that's, you, they have to find a way to make that more exciting for people to tune into. Yes, they have to. Um, and I thought, like I said, I thought it was certainly a spectacle. I thought it was really well done, at least from what I watched, especially. And today we're really just going to talk about pretty much just the first round of the draft. I think like those are all the studs. Now, is it worth paying attention to for your particular team? All the other draft picks they had through the many rounds and also what their draft grade rating is. Of course. But there's plenty of other articles and podcasts that are talking about that. You guys know us. We're here to have a little fun. We're here to keep you informed. Uh, we We can't go through every single round of every single pick. We won't. But I will say it doesn't even matter because the first round of the draft, in my opinion, was absolutely fucking electric. <laughs> I thought it was the best first round of a draft I have ever seen. Ever seen. Um, originally, so way early days when uh, we were picking, well, the, the draft order had been set. Uh, originally, the Bears were yep. going to be the first overall pick. Yep. Um, and for context's sake, they had traded away the first overall pick to the Panthers. Uh, and... History was made in just that decision this year. Um, I don't know. Overall, before we get into these first round picks, did you think that it was as electric and iconic as I did in terms of like the trading up and down, the being kept on your toes? There was just a lot going on, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you mentioned it, the Bears, you know, trading to the Panthers. We kind of knew that ahead of time, but... What really, yeah, threw me through a loop, what, and I don't think many people predicted this. Obviously, everyone's, people are doing mock drafts for this the same way they do mock drafts for fantasy. And I'm not really sure that many people predicted the fact that the Houston Texans were actually going to make a trade on the spot, on the day of, during, during, you know, selection process to not only get the second pick, but also the third pick. So that... I mean, look, like I said, I'd be lying if I said I sat and watched these for three days straight. That is not true. I watched for the for the good stuff at the beginning and then I taper <laughs> yes. off. But I've never actually seen that happen. You always you always see like before the draft what we saw with the Bears and DJ Moore or what we've seen with some of these offseason moves with people trading for uh, players and future round draft pits, etc. Yeah. I've just never seen it happen in real time where all of a sudden I think it was supposed to be the, the Cardinals had the third pick, and then all of a sudden it was like, nope, the Cardinals trade their pick to the Texans, and then the Texans ended up getting number two and number three. That alone was super exciting. I've I'm I've never seen it happen. I'm sure it has, but I thought that was pretty incredible to watch in the first I round. I did too. I did too. I thought it was super super fun. 
and definitely kept me on my toes. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about some of the picks. Let's talk about the top three picks of this year, um, which as exciting as the number two and three picks were, I would say that the number one overall was completely and totally predictable. And uh, I'm not mad at it because Alabama QB Bryce Young went number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think this writing has been on the wall for quite some time, Michelle, uh, but I was glad to see it happen. Um, He technically, I mean, unequivocally is the quote best quarterback in the draft. Um, I know that there are some folks who are talking about his size being a concern. If you haven't seen Bryce Young, he is very similar to a Kyler Murray in stature, they like to say. He's great mm. in the pocket, uh, kind of like a, a uh, like a point guard alternative to a football quarterback. So <laughs> moves a little bit different, but uh, he's got a high floor, and we're just trying to figure out, like a lot of these rookies, what their ceiling looks like. So Yeah, I mean, look, this kid had an amazing high school career where he passed for over 13,000 yards and 150 touchdowns. He played at Alabama. Alabama is always a contender, always yes. in those big pressure games. You're always talking about Alabama players. Um, so clearly he was uh, on a stage uh, where he was getting ready for the NFL there. Um, he currently holds the school record for most passing yards in a single game with five, 559. Oh, wow. and oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So the thing, the, here's what's interesting to me about that fact. One, 559 yards in one, in one game passing is insane. Second, <laughs> in college football, these guys don't throw the ball a lot. Let's be honest. There's a lot of running around. There's a lot of like, so the fact that he actually has a game with 559 passing yards is very impressive to me in general. Um, And he was the recipient of several player of the year awards in 2021, including the Heisman trophy. So to your point, I don't think this was too much of a surprise. Um, I do think that Carolina has been busy. Like Mm -hmm. they get this number one pick. Yes. They get rid of, you know, DJ Moore, but now they've got like a superstar quarterback, what they hope will be a superstar quarterback coming in. You know, they traded for Adam Thielen. They've got Miles Sanders. They traded for Hayden Hurst. Like these guys have been kind of, you know, low key hustling on the back end down in Carolina, because probably if you go back and listen to one of our episodes during fantasy football, all we were talking about is, you know, Carolina being a trash fire and everything was leaving. Everyone was leaving. Everything was on fire. It was a total nightmare. And I think that with this pick and some of these other offseason moves that they've made, you know, they're they're rebuilding a lot faster than I thought they would have. I could not agree with you more. I, I love what their starting lineup looks like right now somehow with Bryce Young at the helm, but I really like the idea of him having Miles Sanders, to your point, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault Jr., Terrence Marshall Jr., Hayden Hurst. Like, that, to me, is way more prolific than yeah. how we wrapped this last season, right? Yeah. I, I th- Like I said, I think probably six months ago we were – like, good Lord, what is happening in Carolina? Everyone's getting the hell out of there, right? I think it started or, or it started. Sam Darnold her- seeing ghosts again, people. Yeah, it started or ended like with CMC. and st- So it just set- felt like a bad place to be. Yeah. And yeah. now very quickly it feels like they're starting to turn it around. And uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how Bryce Young fares down there. I hope for the best for him. Now, this is a perfect segue into our number two and number three overall picks. Uh, who both ended up going to the Houston Texans. 
Am I sure of how excited I feel about the Texans, even given those pickups? I'm not sure, but it's <laughs> worth mentioning that uh, number two overall, the Houston Texans picked our the second quarterback to go of the draft of the first two picks. Uh, quarterback from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, number two overall. Um, if you haven't heard much about C.J. Stroud, I would say alternatively to Bryce Young, who did win the Heisman and does operate more like a uh, more like a Kyler Murray, I think all around people have been touting C.J. Stroud as just being like the best quarterback over the last couple of years in terms mm-hmm. of checking all the boxes. He is your prototype sort of like perfect passer, natural thrower, great timing, great touch, Uh, and just overall has played against some of the best defenses in college football, having come from OSU. So people feel really good about him. Clearly it shows with him going second overall. So Yeah, uh, for for sure. And like you said, look, he played at Ohio State, another team that is definitely familiar to the big stage and the big games in in college football history. Uh, Again, this is a, a player that holds a handful of school records. Uh, including single uh, game passing yards, which 573. So there you go. A little bit reminiscent to what we were just mm-hmm. talking about with Bryce Young. So clearly some, you know, similarities there. Um, now, here's here's what I see different. Do I think this was a good pick for Houston? Yes. Do I think that what CJ has to work with mm. is as good as what Bryce is going to have to work with? And that is definitely a No. Definitely no. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't, look, it just means it might take him a little bit longer to find his stride. I think Houston has a lot more building to do. Yes, they needed him, you know, uh, as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've brought in a few players such as Robert Woods, but I think that team has a very long way to go, hence why they really mm-hmm. needed that second and third round draft pick. Um, I think it's going to take him a minute to, uh, yeah, to find his stride there, just knowing that the rest of the pieces are not necessarily there, the way that Carolina has started to pull additional pieces together for Bryce Young. Look, you can't put everything on this kid's shoulders when he first comes in. So I think, you know, again, great pick for Houston, great place for CJ, but, you know, they're going to have to uh, build some more around him to make Mm -hmm. that pay off. Yeah, I so agree. And just looking at the depth chart, it's very clear. It's just not workable in the same way. Right. Now, if you look at the what the other experts say, the non-draft queens experts say, um, just purely comparing apples to apples, the Texans from a gr- day one grade, a.k.a. picking up the number two and number three overall, uh, NFL.com gave them a B plus, a B plus right. for the Texans for those pickups. There you go. Uh, whereas the Panthers were given a a grade A on day one. So there you, there you go. go. There, there you go. go. There like you I go. said, I think these teams have made smart choices. I'm looking towards you know next season and beyond, and and thinking about how it just seems like Bryce Young might might have a little bit of an an edge to perform well earlier, just given what the Panthers have begun to to build there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Agree. Um, okay, speaking of a bit of an edge, do you want to talk about Will Anderson Jr. at number three overall for Houston at all, or it's kind of the same deal here? Well, uh, look, I think, so, uh, look, uh, another Alabama player, which is pretty cool to see two Alabama sure. players in the top three. 
Um, this was an excellent choice for them. Uh, it was between it was between Will Anderson Jr. and one other guy. I'll have to look it up while we're talking about it. I think yeah, it's yeah. I think it's who Philadelphia drafted in the first round. There was one mm. other there was one other defensive player that was yeah, heavily Jalen he- Carter. Yes, that's who it was. Sorry, Jalen Carter uh, was also being talked about as like these were kind of like the top two defensive. Um, mm. Folks that could be picked up. Uh, clearly, Carter fell a little bit later to uh, to the Eagles, which frankly would be a great pickup for them. Um, but here you are with Will Anderson, Will Anderson Jr. Um, going to Houston. Um, Houston traded, as I mentioned, or Arizona traded with Houston to give Houston this third pick, uh, which definitely threw me through a loop. I think it threw a lot of the commentators uh, through a loop as well when it happened, but it definitely seems like <laughs> the right move. And honestly, it's a really strong one-two punch for Houston in the first round to get you know a top quarterback and a top defensive player uh, back-to-back. Yeah, but you make a really good point because I was thinking the same thing as you, and this actually dovetails quite nicely into a mini segment for our drafts on drafts around other picks, whether it's the first round or otherwise, who were boom or bust. And there's Mm -hmm. a couple. Um, I do agree with you that I feel like in at least even the top 10 picks in the first round, there were some really, really exciting players that I was surprised went when they went. Mm. Um, I really love Tyree Wilson for the Raiders. And if we're talking about edge rushing, Um, loved his tape that they showed on the actual broadcast, he looks like a workhorse, like old school (laughs) gridiron killer. I loved it. Um, I've also heard a lot of talk about another quarterback going in, in the four spot right behind uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. And that's Anthony Richard, Florida quarterback going fourth overall. Um, It is history-making, that's for sure. This was the first time ever that, first of all, two black quarterbacks went one and two overall. But even moreover, that in the top three of four picks, three black quarterbacks went in the top four in the first round. It's amazing. I love watching history being made. That's huge. And you mentioned Anthony Richardson. I think this was a really, really good pickup for the Colts. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all know what happened last year with the Colts. There was the move to get Matt Ryan. God only knows why that decision was made. Uh, Someone should definitely be fired over that if they haven't already. Um, And here you are getting one of the most athletic um, overall quarterbacks uh, coming from Florida to join the Colts. I think that's going to be a huge game changer for this team, a huge opportunity for him to step in. Um, Yes, he may, you know, play behind Gardner Minshew a little bit, but like, let's be serious. Gardner Minshew is not cream of the crop either. So this might uh, give Anthony Richardson a really, really good opportunity, you know, to step in there, learn, uh, you know, get, gain some experience, but you know, it's not like you're going in and playing behind like, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady or so, you know what I mean? You're going yeah. in with, with a legitimate shot to like get some play in there um, for the Colts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am again, like I don't want the Colts to be a place where, where folks go to die, but I do think it's the perfect <laughs> infusion for a rookie to come in and pair up really well with the forces that are already on that team. Who yeah. Just Matt, maybe just needed a leader. Yeah. They Matt, Matt leader. Ryan like really deflated that, that offense like there's no there's no other way to look at it he deflated that offense and so the hope is that you know some fresh legs in there some fresh 
you know, energy in there will, uh, you know, change things around for the Colts because Matt Ryan was a major bummer. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And people, I mean, from what I'm reading, folks are equating him to like a Colin Kaepernick early days. So excited to see if he is indeed as effortless as Kaepernick was in the early days. So I'll be looking forward to that. Now, on the flip side of this, I know that Anthony Richardson is a boom, but is Will Levis a bust? And that's the next section of this boomer bust section segment. Uh, is Will Levis a bust? I feel like I should be able to speak to this because <laughs> who drafted them uh, in the second round uh. of this NFL draft? None other than the Tennessee Titans. Uh, <laughs> what a shocker, Michelle. What a shocker. Before I launch into my monologue is there anything that any feelings that you had on no this i i really actually want to hear what you have to say here because we've been talking about the seemingly falling apart tennessee titans who are spending a gazillion dollars on a stadium and then this happens and honestly i don't know who this guy is from a hole in the wall but mm. i want you to go on on your rant please Okay. All right. So let's just preface this because i'm sure saying... this isn't the first time you've gone on this rant either no, this is like the, this is probably, this is at least two hands that I've gone on this ranch, like for sure. Uh, really interesting way that we got to Will Levis. Let's just talk about that to start. Um, he was predicted overall in the first round of the draft to go with less, less than a .01 chance of being drafted in the first round of this draft okay uh, spoiler he went second in the second round okay and we weren't even sure if this quarterback from kentucky would get taken off the board in the second round people were genuinely not sure when we got past the first round okay so what happened is this uh he the tennessee titans traded up with i believe it was some iteration of either the cardinals or the texans but sometimes it's hard to track with the amount of trading <laughs> yes, that goes very, on live very true very true yes and so uh his value is supposed to be huge but apparently uh he is difficult to stick to a routine i think okay. is what people have said okay. like a little bit more difficult to get in the mindset of being an nfl quarterback yeah. so i would assume that's the reason no one was really fighting for him until the second round or the second pick of the second round where he did end up being traded up for by the titans and he did get picked up eventually um People really like this pickup for a couple of reasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to speak for anyone, but the people, um, <laughs> good value in this pick. Uh, people aren't quite sure if he's going to live up to the high water mark that, you know, say like a CJ Stroud is living up to. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and they do pontificate that he's a little bit overhyped. Um, but this guy is a, he, this, this is where, I will come in. <laughs> this guy is a fucking monster, right? He does very, very monstrous things. He eats the peel off of a banana. He doesn't throw it away. <laughs> like, this guy has definitely got something in here that makes you, like, a different tier. So I think this could, like, really squarely, and the reason I put this in the bust category is not because I think he's going to bust during the season, right? Okay. He is the number three quarterback going into Tennessee. Nothing has changed there. I do think this is, like, preliminary. Having not seen Malik Willis perform super well, 
True. The Titans are just taking a really big risk on who can ultimately be the number two and then the number one quarterback over in Tennessee. So I think it's an interesting pick. I hope it's a boom, but I think walking away from this draft in a lot of ways, it could be a bust. What do you think? All right. Well, everything that you've explained to me, uh, I think this is a... I think this is a jury's out. I think, you know, as you said, we see. He, we're not going to get a lot of action from him very early. It'll be interesting to see how he settles into the NFL um, along with the rest of his teammates, knowing maybe there's something a little wonky going on there. Um, some of these other crazy numbers, you know, that we were reading about these other quarterbacks, he doesn't really stack up to those. Uh, in his time at Kentucky, it looks like he only had 46 touchdown passes with 25 interceptions. So we're not really talking about the same level and stature as these other quarterbacks obviously this is why you know mm-hmm. he went he went when he went and the others went when they went so i think this will be a uh, this is definitely going to be a wait and see who even knows if he'll see the field this year i think so too and i also think it's a totally permissible and the reason i don't want to say this is a full bust is because it's totally permissible that he has a couple of years to shadow these two and see if he's the right fit for tennessee uh, especially knowing that Tannehill's contract is up in the next year or two. Oh, so <laughs> with all of that said, as if I needed any more alcohol to fuel my rant, I am coming up on oh. the end of my hard kombucha. So I think that this is the two minute warning, Michelle. Uh, now that we've done the highlights from at least the top couple uh, recruits in this year's draft. Do you want to talk a bit about free agency moves that have happened, the biggest ones in this offseason, so we can anticipate how all of these NFL teams are actually going to shake out this year? Yeah. I mean, look, now we've talked about some of the new blood that's coming into the league. There's been a lot of uh, moving around of old blood in the league. I can't wait till we get you know later in the summer when we actually can look at these newly formed rosters and start to uh, to dig in and make our you know kind of predictions about how the season's going to go. But look, we've got some new guys coming in. We've got a lot of guys moving around. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, as we mentioned, finally over to the New York Jets. I have to keep LOLing about this because all I see is Aaron Rodgers out at Rangers game. So is he here to play football or be a celebrity? Uh, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> T- I saw that. <laughs> TBD. But still, look, you know what? Props to the Jets. They're making fucking moves. They're making moves and they're making serious ones. And so it'll be very interesting to see what that means in the new yes. year yes, uh, or for the new season, I should say. Uh, other quarterbacks that have moved around, you know, Derek Carr over to the Saints, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Very interested to see how those guys settle in over there. Um, other New York teams. I'm rambling because we only have our two-minute warning. But, oh, this is great. Uh, other guys, speaking of New York, Saquon and Daniel Jones. So, you know, the uh, the Giants not necessarily making a ton of moves, though they did have a pretty good draft. Um, they are keeping their tried and true uh, QB and running back in New York, which is a uh, is a big statement. And then you got these this crazy shit going on. You've got Odell Beckham, remember we talked about this. Odell, you know, coming yes. out of retirement slash injury to the Ravens. We didn't know if that meant that they were gonna sign Lamar because at the time of signing Odell, Lamar was not signed yet. Um, but lo and behold, Lamar is is now there. So that team is shaping up to be very interesting uh, mm-hmm. going into this year. and. Look, we're talking a lot about offensive moves, but, you know, the Miami offense was really fucking good last year, like very surprisingly good. And I think they will continue that this year. And so 
they've made some changes in the off season with their defense by signing Jalen Ramsey. That's a huge change, you know, Absolutely. for them. That's a huge, huge change for them uh, going into the, the new season. So tons of new people, tons of new jerseys and new faces in new cities. And honestly, still some questions to be answered. Tony Pollard is the franchise quarterback in Dallas. Where's mm-hmm. Zeke going to land? Nobody knows. He's not landed Nobody anywhere knows. yet. I saw some early rumors about Eckler looking potentially to be traded. I think he's already back and working out with, you know, the Chargers at this point, but you never know. So there's still there's still some last-minute monkey wrenches that could get thrown in before football starts. Mm, and bring them on. I, I just get so – I get jacked up about this stuff. Like, I'm so excited because when you walk into the new season, and we all know the feeling, you walk into the new season and there's a little bit of that whiplash, right? It's like – who is where? What's going on? What are these teams look like? Whose jersey is on what name? And <laughs> it's just, it's hard to keep up with, but this is the exciting part of the sport. I am dying to know if Eki gets traded. I am dying to know where Zeke ends up and all of these different changes. I mean, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and kind of being like, it's just, it's wild. And I feel like this has been one of the best off seasons ever that I have personally seen. So I'm looking forward to tracking it with you, Michelle, and we will continue to do that starting now through next Monday when we drop the huddle. We'll be watching some of these headlines, some of these big question marks, free agency moves. We'll continue to keep an eye on the changes that are happening and how all of these draftees are actually making out once they get to their training facilities, once they start to train with these teams. So we'll be following along. But as we do... Don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can follow Draft Queens on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. The only place you can't follow us is Carrier Pigeon, folks. So just like slam <laughs> that follow button and you'll hear us every Monday morning in your earballs um, starting this next Monday morning. So until then, Michelle, I think that's all I've got for today in terms of, it just feels really good to talk football again, to be honest it's true. with you. We're, we're going to send off a carrier pigeon. I don't know where he's going to go, but that's, that's, we're just going to send him off somewhere. Who knows? Well, uh, <laughs> we'll let you know when we find out on Monday morning on Draft Queens. Uh, no, thanks, y'all. I hope you enjoyed uh, the draft itself, and we'll have more for you Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern. So tune in.